I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 28. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Mark Lalonde. Mark is a mortgage broker with DLC Mountain View. He's been a broker for four years, but been in finance for the last 21 years. I'm stoked for this interview today. Mark, you ready to rock? I am, you bet. Awesome. So I always like to start off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks, Scott. Yeah, I uh, live here in Coquitlam, BC, and uh, I've been a broker for, like you said, about four years. Um, I'm a family guy. I've got three great kids married to a fantastic woman. And um, my business is focused around my community and, and really where I live. Uh, I made a lifestyle decision about four or five years ago that I really want to spend a lot more time with my family and my kids. And so that took me away from the uh, 85% travel job that I had and allowed me to build a business within my own community. Right. That's one of the nice things about being a broker is that you can kind of decide where to hang your shingle. Absolutely. And so what, how did you get into the, nobody starts you know, out as a little kid and says, I want to be a mortgage broker when I grow up. They end up there from somewhere. So how did, what was your path to, to finding the mortgage business? Well, what was interesting is that I had worked with a local credit union for a little bit. They had lured me away from this massive job that I had. I was director of sales for all of Canada for a large company. However, the director of sales job had me uh, traveling across the country literally 85% of the time. There's a period of time where I wasn't in my own house or my own bed for 59 nights in a row. And my wife really kind of didn't feel that was fair to our relationship. So I, I started working with a credit union. And within the credit union system, they had built a director of sales and service position. Uh, lo and behold, the board of directors uh, wasn't aware of it, and they eliminated the position in a short time after that. Needless to say, I was kind of left with a you know huge uh, compensation package, but really wanting to know where I wanted to go. And my brother-in-law, who's self-employed, sat down with me and said, listen, you're fantastic at what you do. Um, why don't you take some time, uh, read the, uh, the, a couple of books that allows us to believe that as a self-employed guy, you really get to control your destiny. So I, I investigated what was the tools that I had or some of the assets that I had in my brain, and it really led me to the mortgage broker world. So I met with a few people, and, and here I am. So what books did he recommend to you? Uh, now, of course, you and you were going to ask me that, but there, there's a few that I had like as favorites, like Straight from the Gut from Jack Walsh. is a brilliant one that I've always loved. Uh, there's another one by Lee Iokoka that says, uh, Where Have All the Leaders Gone?, uh, that really led me down the path of customer service. And then uh, Rich Poor Dad, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad is one of the greatest ones that I probably put together in, in deciding where I'm going to go. And I'm sure it's probably not the first time you've heard that book, Joel is here. No, no. Yeah, for sure. That's a, Those are great, great books. So I, I always like to talk, I like to start with a success quote. I find for me, quotes are a way to distill, you know, a, a big thought down into a portable, something you can take with you and, and it's memorable. So can you share with us an example or a, your, a quote that's really impacted your life or business? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It doesn't come from any uh, famous, successful person. It actually, uh, it's an interesting story. It comes from my mom. Um, my mom sadly died at 56 from breast cancer. And, and honestly, about two days before she passed away, she was facing me and she was staying with us in my daughter's bedroom. And she looked at me and she said, you know, listen, I, I know what my path is going to end like. And I just want to remind you that I, I'm left here with this suitcase and that's all I've got left in my life. And although that's not true, she created a generation of people and, and six grandkids what was interesting about it was she insisted that data I remembered every single day contri- uh, contribute something every day. 
And from that, she really meant that in every shape or form, in your life, in your business, in your family, in yourself, you have to contribute at least one thing every day. And that will give you a legacy regardless of what people account it to be. Right. And that doesn't fit in a suitcase. It doesn't. Right. Right. So to contribute something every day. So how have you applied that particular quote to your business? So when, you, when you're thinking about this uh, on a daily basis, can you give me an example of a way that you've applied it? Yeah, it's my business. Here's here's the one thing that I, I've noticed that as brokers, we we send, seem to have a tendency to do. We we take an application, and then you know most of us now, if you've been in a couple of years, you look through the application, and you kind of know it's a it's a go or not a go within the first five to ten minutes. What was interesting is I, I kind of taken that philosophy, and every single file, no matter what, I treat like gold. No matter how crappy the file might look or how great it might look, I treat it the same. And I found that to provide a really high level of success because no matter what, that person at the other end who's expecting you to be a mortgage professional needs advice on how to get out of their current situation or how to make that purchase. So under every circumstance, I want to contribute to them the ability to have my full brain power of 21 years to try to find a solution to their problem or to their next adventure. So do you, can you think of like in recent example of say someone that maybe another broker or, or a banker would say, oh, this person's not, you know, not workable or salvageable and can you think of one that, you know, maybe turned into us, there was a surprise for you, like by, by applying this, you know, say, hey, look, I'm going to treat you just like I treat every client and give you the full, you know, white glove service. And so is, was there any that maybe initially didn't look that great, but turned into something great? Yeah, I, I can think of one that's that's kind of a, a really good one for me. I, I do these uh, lunch and learn presentations. I go to different schools and I do it to different businesses and they let me come in and do credit uh, checks there. So our credit conversations and um, it's about a 35-minute presentation, and one gentleman approached me after, and he says, well, before your conversation, I never thought I had a chance of buying a house. My wife and I have both been bankrupt. I'm just starting a new job, and I'd really like to buy a house for my wife and my family. So we went through the process and dug and dug and dug, and we're able to find them a mortgage. And now, uh, after one year, we wanted to look at the mortgage again, but they weren't quite ready. After the second year of renewing that mortgage, um, they were able to reestablish the credit. The guy had an even better job than he ever did before. And when we renewed their mortgage in the second year, we got him into a five-year, and they only qualified for, for fixed, but five-year fixed rate at 2.89 with a chartered bank. So there's a path of 24 months. We're able to take somebody who was completely bankrupt and didn't think they had any chance in the world to somebody who's in a totally chartered bank now and, and with a great rate. Dude, that's awesome. And so the, these lunch and learns, I know, uh, so how, how many of those do you do? Like, how often are you doing them? Uh, you know what? I have a goal every year to try to get about 20 of them out into the community. What, what's interesting is something that started as just a, uh, a thing that I thought that I would use some of my skills. I'm a very good public speaker. I've done it for a whole lifetime. I thought, oh, maybe I'll just start doing these. And now I've got companies calling me and saying, hey, you spoke at my husband's company. We'd like you to come in. And the way I do it is very simple. I have uh, two courses that I offer, so I have to go back a second time. And one of them is understanding your credit, and the other one is mortgages, what's the difference? Every single piece of those presentations are exactly what we have in our heads as mortgage brokers. We use every day. I just found a way to articulate it in about a 30 to 45-minute presentation format that involves the uh, people at the work. And, and in addition to that, I offer to buy lunch for all the staff that come, and companies seem to love them. Dude, we could end right here. I'm uh, that's awesome. I love that idea. I, I do lunch and learn sometimes at uh, like accounting firms, and but I, I like so. How do you how do you land them? Because I find like I, I enjoy that too. But how do you get people to agree to let you show up? 
Well, I, I think it, it comes in, in three ways. Uh, one is it's, it's cold calling, of course, which a lot of us don't like and it doesn't seem as successful. But really, how many applications has any mortgage broker taken in a one-year period? All of those people are employed somewhere. And if you complete an application with somebody, and once that application is complete and then you've placed the mortgage, they're thrilled about your service. So instead of just asking of, hey, do you know anybody who's looking for a mortgage in the near future? Please pass on your name. Ask a two-part question. Hey, if you know anybody that's looking for a mortgage, I'd love if you pass on my name because that's the best way to keep my business going. Hey, and by the way, do you have somebody in your HR department that I could reach out to do? I do these uh, presentations, and then you have, I have the opportunity to come by to your business and work with them. Right. So you have you and your database alone have uh, thousands of employers that you've already touched somehow. So it's a warm call. Right, dude, that's awesome. I love it. And so, do, when you connect with those HR people, do you have any like resources or or something that you send to them that sort of pre you know goes here's some feedback or what how, what's the package that they get once they have the conversation with you? Yeah, it's a great question. I I've, I've put together what's called like a an educational synopsis brochure, and really what it does is it introduces me my experience and who I am. Um, it introduces the two courses that I present, and it also has a page of testimonials from previous companies from their CEOs or their HR directors that say, this guy came in and did a great job and presented to our staff. Right. Dude, this is awesome. I love it. And so how many have you done this year so far? Um, this year, I started out strong. And now, of course, with the summer months, the things that you have to remember about Lunch and Learns is that people... I uh, go away in the summer, as we all know. Uh, so the, the peak period is spring, in my opinion, and fall. You know, ironically, in the same time time zone as we uh, we work hard on. But so I, I've probably done about ten this year. Wow, that's awesome! And how many? What, what like how many? How much business do you think you've sort of picked up from those lunch and learns? Well, the whole philosophy was if I ever got one mortgage out of it, I'd be thrilled. Uh, from the time I started, I, I'd probably say, stay. I'm, I'm going uh, towards the 20 mark now of mortgages, and, and what's, what's even better about it is there's different. You just have to be flexible in the way you approach it. Some companies will say, no, we cannot have our staff off the floor for a full hour. That stuff's not going to work. We don't do that. However, we're having a financial literacy day today, and we'd love for you to be the only mortgage broker that comes and sits in our call center where there's 400 people walking by your table to answer questions all day. Mm-hmm. So. So that that in itself has been, uh, you know, from that company, I went to a call center and literally their team leaders brought them all of their staff to my table, 400 people throughout a whole day, just ask me any questions about mortgages that they had. Dude, this is awesome. I love it. I'm actually, I come. This is funny how this started as a quote and an example, and then where look where we ended up. Like such. Oh, this is so good. If you're listening to this, you should be taking notes because this is this is great stuff. And one more I, thing, I'll just add, Scott. Just one more thing that I found has helped a lot of people too, just to, so that you have a a way to hold on to the people that you've met. Uh, I, you know, and not everybody's going to follow this path. I understand that, but every company that comes in, I've created a, a PDF that I hand out at the end of the, the session by them emailing me, uh, I send them back what's called an employee benefits certificate. And what that means is thank you for having me come and present to you, and I will contribute $500 towards the, your mortgage, towards either legal fees or appraisals the next time you do a mortgage. Right. And, and even the wording of that employee benefits package, because employees love benefits, so it's, the, it's, uh, it's very well, well described. Absolutely. 
Okay, so we need to move on because I could camp out here forever, but I'm gonna, I have to move on. So failure is another area that I find I've been a mortgage broker for nine years and I've been an entrepreneur and I made mistakes. But in failure, when I look back, there's always a lesson. And so can you share something that maybe that you failed at, but looking back at the lesson that you got from that failure? Um, well, I, I kept it specific to uh, a mortgage broker world because I think this is something that we do all the time. And, and one of them uh, has been pre-approvals. I used to get pre-approvals like crazy and really sit down and go through the process. But then I honestly would forget about them. And it drove me nuts when I would look back at my pre-approval report or kept tracking of it or heard from somebody that that person went out and bought a house. And I I was thinking to myself, well, why? I mean, I had them pre-approved. Why didn't they use me for the mortgage? But the reality was is that I wasn't doing a really good enough job at following up with people. I think at the end of the day that most of the people that are looking for a mortgage, there's a few things that are involved. One, they're nervous. They really don't understand it. And they rely on us to be the professionals to give them the advice that they deserve. But at the end of the day, we don't pay attention sometimes when we get overwhelmed with life or one of those things. So I, I was really failing at following up with my pre-approvals and staying on top of them and helping people get into the house that they wanted to. So then how did you, so how have you, like what kind of adjustment have you made since that time? Yeah, it, it's a, it, the thing that I've, I've found the most successful, to be honest with you, when it comes to pre-approvals and staying in touch with those people who only inquired about a mortgage, even if it wasn't a full pre-approval, is uh, as, a, as a business practice, on every Friday, I contact most of my pre-approvals, no matter what, via email, phone, text. And I remind them, listen, I'm a mortgage professional. I'm in your corner. There's a good likelihood that you're going to be shopping for a home over the weekend because that's where 99% of people shop for a home or go to open houses. And I'm available throughout the weekend if you need to call me. If you want to call me on my cell or just ask me a question while you're writing an offer with your realtor and you don't know the answer to the mortgage question that you're looking for, call me. My cell will be on and I look forward to helping you. That's awesome. I recently created a from from these podcasts and talking to other brokers. I never did this before, but it's called Rate Watch. And so I just tell my clients, I'll put you on a special list to let you know if anything changes with the rates. Because right now, like pre approvals are sort of you don't want to rate hold unless you need to get one. And I'll, like you do, I send an email out on Fridays and just say, hey, you know, rate rates are here. Uh, you know, and and for sure, it definitely keeps you top of mind. And it's not a lot of work, really. It's just a couple of emails and. And yeah, that's a brilliant idea. I love it. So yeah. if somebody's listening and they're not doing that, get on that because it's, it's, that's a great, a great idea. So another area that I noticed that successful brokers, they have uh, processes and they have systems and they're willing to adjust them to improve them. And so I, I want to ask specifically about administrative process or either underwriting, maybe something that wasn't working as well as you'd like, and then an adjustment you made and what the outcome was. Yeah, one of the specific ones is I think for any new broker, and I still consider myself a little bit new, the first few years, you really are uh, grateful that you even got a phone call. You're like, oh my God, I got a call. I really can't screw this up because I want to make the deal work. But at the end of the day, one of the things that was holding me back was I was afraid to paper my files up front. I was afraid, oh, you know, the client's going to get freaked out. They're going to leave. I can't ask them for all these documents right up front. And I found almost 100% of the time, any time I did not paper my file up front, ask for job letter, pay stubs, taxes, uh, savings accounts, 90-day history, a list of what you would normally need for a mortgage, the file would break apart at some point for me. So now I've just adjusted it, and one of my business practices is simply completing the pre-approval, completing the application, and literally within 10 minutes of that phone call, 
sending an email to the client, thanking them for the opportunity, providing them with a purchasing price range that I've created for them so that they know how they could shop, and asking them for the documents we're eventually going to need for their mortgage. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's a that's a great uh, adjustment because if you don't get them, you have no idea what you're dealing with. And, and then the stress of, I've had that happen. You get, you know, okay, then they go out and they write an offer and then you start getting the paper and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a gong show. And then the real, especially if you know the realtor, then the realtor is like, what, do you know what you're doing? And yeah, it's no fun. Absolutely. So now on the sales process side, so successful brokers also have a sales process and they're willing to adjust them. And, and so can you share something on the sales process? I know you talked about the pre-approvals, which I would consider, but is there another one? Because I'm, I'm trying to hit get as much value out of this conversation as possible. So is there a sale, another sales process that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like and then an adjustment you made? Well, you know what's funny is, is some people have a reluctance to stay uh, in touch with people when things go wrong. And part of the sales process is really communicating effectively to all parties involved. So the realtor or the, the, the person who sent you the file, it could be a realtor or a financial planner or an accountant, and who really has a vested interest in making it happen, and the clients themselves. And what I found early in my career as a broker is if the file wasn't going as smoothly as I thought it was going to at first, I would shy away from contacting the clients because I thought they would be mad or, or the realtor. And I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes I had ever made. Uh, I think that over-communicating almost to the point where you really are providing that realtor and the client with an update of what is going on has uh, done a lot better for my sales process. People felt that even though the deal wouldn't work or the mortgage wouldn't work, uh, they felt like Mark was really in touch with me. I understood step-by-step every time that something was going on, and I really felt comfortable that Mark was doing everything he could to help me with my mortgage. Right. That's great. That's great advice. And another thing that I've been talking to people that has been coming up a lot is diversifying your income. So is this an area that, and there seems to be two camps. One is like, no, stick to brokering, be good at that. Another camp is, yes, you should diversify. So I want to know where you fall in that. And if you are looking at diversifying your income, what area are you focusing on? Uh, You know what? Honestly, I I haven't really spent a lot of time diversifying my income other than adding some things such as, you know, MPP is, is something that we provide through DLC with the uh, insurance on uh, creditor life and disability insurance. And when it comes to diversifying my income, I I honestly believe that sticking close to my knitting is is important. I I think there's still a significant amount of business that's out there that allows us to be excellent mortgage brokers and still make a very healthy living. So I haven't really spent that much time trying to look for other sources of income. But the one thing I will say when it comes to this question, though, is um, there's a lot of opportunity in the market that is outside of the A field. So more and more and more, our clients are becoming uh, Alt-A members or Alt-A clients or B uh, clients. And people who haven't spent that much time really understanding how you can play in the B field or private field, I think is a really op- a really huge opportunity to there diversify your income. Right. So just it's slight. It's it's just a slight deviation, if you will, or a iteration of the mortgage business, is, and you're not like completely out in another uh, a product that you got to try to understand and learn. So I think that's a great idea. So how do you run a, your mortgage practice, growing mortgage practice, and, and balance, you know, the family and kids and all that stuff? Do you have any, how's that, how do you do that? Uh, you know, I, I find that to be interesting in the sense that people, people say, oh, I can't find enough time in the day. At, at the end of the day, as a mortgage broker, one of the biggest benefits, and maybe some of the pitfalls, is that you have full autonomy to do what you, you want. And um, what I find is brokers sometimes when we come over from a corporate world, 
we uh, try to fit our workday between 8 and 5 p.m. Well, the reality is is that you don't have to fit that way. So the way I've balanced it is I could work whenever I want, which means I could work whenever I want. So there's often times where I'm in my office at 6 in the morning, and, and some days I work till 9 at night. But the reality is, is I also left throughout the day at 2 in the afternoon to go see my kids' um, ceremony at school or go to my kids' hockey game. So the balance itself has been great. I could leave and come and go as, as often as I want, and there's no, no, nobody really stopping me from doing that. So that's the way I found the best balance, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you think about, like, who said eight, an eight-hour, like, where did that come from, an eight-hour workday? And, like, nine to five or eight to four, like, where, like, where did – but it's so ingrained in us that it seems like I, – I, I don't know. It's just – but as you're right, you can you can make adjustments and be flexible around your own schedule as a mortgage broker and just take advantage of it. Yeah, our, our lives, you know, honestly, as a mortgage broker, I find it to be the tale of two lives, to be honest with you. There's a period of time during the day, and, and I call it my 6 to 9 time or my past 5 p.m. time, where you really need that time to process the business. There's some times where you really have to be engaged in the mortgage that you're dealing with. It could be complicated. It has a lot of moving parts, and you can't really be interrupted. From 9 to 5 is really when the banks are open and realtors are open and strata companies are open. So you really have to focus your energy on making sure you take advantage of the business hours. And, and who said you can't work on weekends, too? Some guys are going, oh, I really like my lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with working, getting through a bunch of files early on a Saturday or Sunday morning, and then enjoying the rest of the day with your family. Right. That's good. That's awesome. So now I'm going to move to the rapid-fire questions. So these you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Honestly, working hard. It's a, it's a hard job in the sense that if you're not willing to put in heavy hours, especially when you're starting to build your business, and I call that the first five to seven years, then I think that's the thing that's holding back people. They, they see the big paycheck, the big commission, and then they go, wow, I'm good for a, a month or so. But the reality is if you worked hard, you could triple or quadruple that in a minute. Right. And so what do you, what one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? Uh, I, I think just a pure uh, determination to become better and better every time I do a mortgage. I, I think that nothing else has made me any different other than continuing to be better and better. And by being better, though, I think I've opened myself up to having discussions such as this one or meeting with a group of other brokers in my vicinity and asking them questions and spending time with them and seeing some of their good habits. I think it's probably been the best habit I've picked up is really meeting with other brokers. They're not going to take your business away, and the good ones actually are willing to share any time. Right. Yes, that's good. And do you have an internet resource or a software program you use to make your business more successful? I have three that I, I couldn't live without, to be honest with you. One is Office 365. Um, I love that product. I don't know why, but I, I just it connects everything for me. I'm able to store massive amounts of, uh, of, of stuff in there, and it just connects all of my devices together. So that's one. Uh, PD Phil, um, it's a PDF uh, version of being able to do everything PDF-wise for lenders. And Sign Now, which is a uh, electronic signing device that you could have clients sign a mortgage document anywhere they have access to iPad or iPhone with their pen, and uh, you could then send it off to another person. Yeah, actually, someone else told me about that Sign Now, and I the other day I had somebody I was looking for a consent, and I'm like. To, to pull credit because I did the app over the phone and I sent it to them. I'm like, hey, just download this app and they sent it back to me in like five minutes. They're like, that was awesome. And, I, and I'm thinking, that was awesome. So yeah. it's, a, it's a cool program for sure and it's really easy to use and it's free for those like 
for at least the client to sign something simple like a you know if you could sorry if you could recommend one book for our listeners what would it be um i i think in our industry there's there's one it's rich dad for that i i think that that one kind of gives you a real sense of what you could do and what you can't do really and where do you think our industry's headed where's the opportunity um, I, I think our industry is heading in the right direction. I think there's actually a level of credibility that's being built now over the past seven years, although I've only been in it for four years, that mortgage brokers are no longer the old, you know, alternative guys that you could only get a deal done with them. So I, I think there's a really good heading for our industry, and we're really building a high level of credibility. I think the opportunities continue to lie in us working hard and giving the high level of customer service. There's been a myriad of online rate places, but even those, I, I, I find that people are still interested in dealing with human beings that they could call and ask as many questions as they possibly can. Right. There's still, ultimately, we're in the trust business, I think, and you that's where you're going to build your business. That's for me. That's what I focus on is building that trust. And so the last question is one of my favorites. It's the DeLorean question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? I do, yeah. And so, remember the DeLorean, the car? And so, imagine if you could get in the DeLorean and the date was set for four years ago when you first became a broker. You switched from finance to brokering and you could visit yourself and the goal would be to tell yourself three things to make your business bigger today. What three things would you say to yourself to have a bigger business, better business today? Um, I think I would just remind myself what I I feel like I, I understand now, which is, one is, every opportunity counts. No matter how bad you think the opportunity is at the beginning, every opportunity counts because at one point you'll be able to make that opportunity work for you one way or another. And opportunities come in every shape and form every day. So don't disregard any of them. The other one is working hard. There is honestly nothing with a 12-hour day as being a broker. And, and I don't know if you know who Dustin Woodhouse is, but he and I spend a lot of time together and I have no problem agreeing with him that a 12-hour work day is really worth it in our industry. Some of them might be shuddering to that, but the reality is, is if you work hard, the harder you work, the more successful you're going to become in this industry and that's still alive. And then lastly is do the math. I, I find a lot of people in this business aren't willing to spend or invest a little bit in themselves in order to be successful. So there's a lot of guys who would walk away from paying for an appraisal, let's say, just because they refuse to, but, you know, do the math. How often if somebody came to you later on and say, are you willing, Scott, to pay $300 to make 3000 You would say yes to that math all day long. So just spend some time doing that before you turn away any opportunity. Right. So don't be afraid to invest in your business. Those are great tips. So every opportunity counts, work hard and do the math. So I have really appreciated this conversation. I've learned a lot. There's some great value in this one. I think that people are going to be taking some notes on it. If people are trying to find you online, how can they find you? Uh, MarkLalon.ca. M-A-R-C, though. And so, and if anybody's listening to this, they can go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com and all of the resources that we talked about, there'll be links. There'll be links to Mark's site as well as those awesome uh, programs that you use to make your business more successful. Mark, I hope you rock the rest of your mortgage year and have an awesome day. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, Scott. Take care. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Heckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Beckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip 
and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.